Let's go talk about the draft. Hard to believe it's only a week away. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, Lions NFL insider. He's standing by on the Roast Umber guest line. How you doing, my friend? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, so if the draft was tonight and this guy was there at six, a likely name that would be there when the Lions are on the clock at six, that they would grab in a heartbeat, who would that be that you think realistically could be there? Well, it depends on how it shakes out with the quarterback. But, you know, a guy I like and a guy I think, you know, the Lions would love to add to that defensive front would be Tyree Wilson um, out of Texas Tech. You know, big, strong, physical, plays the run, has a ton of upside. I think mean, he's a more athletic version of Aiden Hutchinson. And you got two bookend guys with size, length, get to the quarterback and play the run for the next four or five years, I think that'd be a, a great first pick for the Detroit Lions. Jalen Carter, uh, the back and forth, he's made a visit. There's some talk that Holmes was impressed with him. I don't know what's smoke, what's fire, what's real, what's positioning. Uh, if Carter is sitting there, and let's say Wilson goes early to the Seahawks or earlier at three or five to the Cardinals at three or Seahawks at five, and Carter is sitting there, and let's say Anderson's gone as well, uh, would they make a move on Carter? Hey, that's a great question. I think that's a question that only Brad Holmes knows the answer to. Um, they've obviously done their homework on him. Look, this is a, a organization that's big on football character, culture, fit, right? I mean, Penny Sewell, Aiden Hutchinson, Amon Ross St. Brown, all those guys are all about ball, right? And now they're foundational pieces. So I think if Jalen came in and they felt like he's all about ball, the off the field stuff, the legal stuff's been taken care of. Um, and he answered the right questions. It's, it's obviously a fit. And you look at this Lions team, they go into uh, next week's draft, and I think the biggest position in need is adding talent and depth along the interior of their defensive line. So it fits. Um, but, you know, is he a guy that, that plays hard every play? Is he a culture fit? Is he all about ball? Those are questions that have to be answered. And I don't think if, if, if the answer to any of those is not really, then I think they pass on him. Um, because I think they're at a point now where um, they've very much brought in the guys that, that they want, that are culture fits. And so he's got to be that. Um, the player certainly fits what they need, but there's more beyond just, uh, you know, a player fits a need. He's got to be the right fit. And so my gut tells me probably not. But again, um, I don't know anything specific um, or how the, the Lions or Brad are thinking about that. I think that'll be one of the really interesting questions if he's still on the board next week. Who's a sleeper? And I guess he can't really get you know into too many sleepers when you're picking six, but maybe a name that would make the Lions fans stop and go, wait a minute, why are they taking that guy at six? You know, I think some of the cornerbacks might be in play. Evan Witherspoon, for one. Um you know, obviously, with what happened with Jeff, there's probably some hesitation from Lions fans about taking a corner high. Um, but um, if, let's say, you, you know, you're not Jalen Carter's gone, or maybe that's not a fit, and, and Tyree Wilson is gone, and Will Anderson's gone, I think I've said this before on your show. I think at six, it's the best defensive player available, and then beyond that, it's the best player available, and so. If a Devin Witherspoon is that 
that guy, I think, you know, that could certainly be in the conversation. You look at what they did this offseason and, and the talent that they added, but a lot of those guys are on one-year deals. And so you only have Jerry Jacobs and Cam Sutton signed after 2023. So it still is a position of need. They talked about wanting players that, that you know, have, you know, um, some some ball skills and, and can get after the ball. Devin Witherspoon plays bigger than he is. He had 17 passes defended and four interceptions. So, you know, a guy that has ball skills and I think is a culture fit with just his mentality and, and you know, how he plays the run, how he plays bigger than he is. I think that would be an interesting name that would be in the conversation if some of those, you know, bigger defensive line guys are gone at six. His name is Tim Twentyman. You can follow everything pertaining to the draft and the Lions offseason, in-season at DetroitLions.com. Uh, uh, any chance they would move up uh, to get Anderson if they coveted him, or could this be a move-down scenario uh, from six? Or maybe moving up from 18, but moving down from six? If it's me, I'd move up. If I've identified Will Anderson as you know, the, the best guy on my board, I think what you've done is you've got two first round picks, two second round picks, five picks in the top 81. You've got ammunition to go get your guy. And so to me, if I identify that guy, instead of waiting to see what falls to me at six, I'd be aggressive if I'm Brad Holmes. I mean, can you imagine coming away from this draft with Will Anderson Jr. in the last two drafts? You snagged the two best pass rushers, and now your edge is with the two dynamic guys for the next four or five years, mm. um, and then you're off and running. And I don't know if it'll cost you anything um, to go up that that far. If, if you you know look at the trade chart, it'll probably cost you a second round, maybe something else. Um, to me, that's that's what I would do. Having the roster where it is. You know you're going to be very competitive. You've helped the defense, and now you've got a chance to walk away with the best pass rusher or my best player on defense, which is a position of need going into the draft. Then, to me, it, it's really a no-brainer. You just have to compete with everybody else who wants to come up. You don't want to overpay, but to me, you've got the assets to do it. You know, Let's hit this thing out of the park and, and walk away with, with my best defensive player, and then I maybe still have 18 and still have some day two assets. That's what I would do um, if it was me. Who are stretch players? And when I use that phrase, guys that you think may go high but aren't worthy of going as high as we'll see one week from tonight? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I, I think one name for me, and, and it's it's just because of, of what I value at the position, it, to me, is, is Anthony Richardson. I think you look at the combine and you look at the talent and obviously an uber talented guy, you know, an offensive coordinator can do a lot of, you know, creative fun stuff with that kind of athleticism. You love the arm. Um, But to me, just the accuracy is one thing at that position. You either have it or you don't. You're an accurate quarterback or you're not. And, you know, is that a guy in, you know, a minute 53 left on the clock, you're down by four. Uh, you know you're not going to be able to run. You've got to stand in the pocket, deliver the football into tight windows, and be accurate and get my team down the field and, and, and score a touchdown and win the game. Can you develop into that? You know, maybe. But, you know, I look at a guy, it was eight games this year, less than 60% completion percentage. I just think that the teams might love the athletic traits and the skills and what he could be instead of what the player he is. And, and I think – um, that's one guy to me that I think might go a little bit higher than, than he probably should. Tim Twentyman, DetroitLions.com, joining us here on the Huge Show. 
across Michigan at 18. Uh, that becomes uh, the best available. It's the uh, only time we ever use that phrase is during conversation about uh, the NFL yeah. draft. Uh, but, uh, you know, B. John Robinson is showing up on a lot more mocks now, running back at 18. By getting Montgomery, it's kind of a signal. Swift may not be part of the future. Robinson and Montgomery would be an unbelievable uh, one-two punch. There's uh, Quentin Johnson out there who could be in play at 18. Are, is it rock-solid defense with those two or two first-round picks, or uh, could a running back and or wide receiver be there at 18 that they would take? I would throw a tight end in the mix, too. I mean, you might be able to come away with one of those best tight ends, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. Um, to me, B. John Robinson is second, my second favorite player in this draft. I love him. Um, I, you know, you look at just what he did at Texas. You watch some of the film, 258 uh, rushes this season. 104 of those rushes, he forced a missed tackle. I mean, he, lo- he runs low to the ground, and he is probably the best receiving running back I've ever seen coming into the draft since I've been doing this. I mean, he's not a guy that you just can throw to out of the back. But you can put him in a slot. You can put him out wide. He's that good of a receiver. And then you add his his running traits, too. I just I, I think at 18, if, if, if you can come away with maybe, I don't know what, Brad and, and, and the grades they have on him. Um, but I know you talk to analysts around the league, and, and he's the one, two, three best player in the draft. And if you, he's still there at 18, Look, I get the conversation. You don't take running backs in the first round to devalue position. But to me, if a guy can make plays for you, if a guy's dynamic, I don't care what position he plays. And if I have a high grade on him, I'm in the business of getting good football players on my football team. And that's, that's a guy that I think can help me. Um, I, I think it'd be a great fit. We, we also shouldn't forget that it was it was Brad Holmes who was running the draft in, in L.A. as their uh, director of college scouting when they took Todd Gurley at number 10. Um, in 2015, and, and look what that um, transformed that team into, helped them go to a Super Bowl. So look, there's a track record with, with Brad not being shy about taking running backs high in the draft, and if he's got a high grade on one, I don't think he'll be shy about it again. Backup quarterback, I don't, I don't believe you're going to draft a rookie to be your backup. You have Nate Sudfeld. Uh, there's been that Teddy Bridgewater talk, and even when Trey Lance, I report that, he could be on the market. He wouldn't cost a ton under his initial uh, rookie deal. Uh, you'll get the salary cap casualties. We're still waiting for Rodgers to confirm the Jets deal. Where will Lamar Jackson end up? Uh, is Sudfeld the guy come game one who's the backup, or do you believe there'll be a veteran quarterback they'll pick up before that? Yeah, I think there'll be a veteran they pick up before that. I think the, the the guys that are on the market now are probably waiting to see till after the draft and, and what situation is at quarterback with some teams. Uh, you look at Teddy Bridgewater, you know, specifically, you know, if Houston maybe passes on a, on a quarterback at two or doesn't take one, is going in and competing with Davis Mills uh, a better chance for me to – um, you know, possibly have a, have a shot at a starting role. And so I think it'll play out a little bit after the draft. I think some of those veteran guys are going to evaluate teams, see what the situation is. But look, Brad Holmes said today, there's going to be a third quarterback on the roster. I think, you know, what they would like a veteran guy that's got some experience. Um, and then I could still see them taking a guy in the draft, not um, in the first round, but maybe day two, day three, and then there's a guy that you compete with Nate Sudfeld for for that third role um, in training camp. So yeah, there's going to be a third quarterback on the roster. I think I'm leaning more toward a veteran guy post 
um, draft, but we'll just kind of have to wait and see how it goes and how the board fall or how the board uh, falls for Brad Holmes at the quarterback position. I agree with you. I think they'll get that veteran uh, when it all shakes out. Like I said, between the draft and the free agent movement that's still out there. And then I, I agree, you'll go a young quarterback at three who could learn from those two veterans, Goff and whoever the two is, and that would be the perfect scenario. And and yeah. and you wait a couple of years for that third rounder, fourth rounder, second rounder if you're stealing somebody uh, that you had, you know, as a high second round grade or first round grade. And uh, th- that's it, Tim. I, I'll tell you what, uh, from... Sheila Hamp dropping the Ford name to her leadership, to Holmes, to Campbell, the staff, the free agency, finishing 8-2, and two, what they did to Rodgers and the Packers in Lambeau on national TV. The only, I'm telling you right now, the only question, and this is the first time in my life, not just, you know, 20-plus years doing the statewide show in Michigan, but I, I don't have any negatives on this franchise right now outside of just sitting there with Sudfield, but you don't play football until September. So I get that, and I believe they understand it. That's it, man. This is uncharted territory. I know some will say, what about the Barry era? What about all, all the rock stars, Herman, everything? And I said, no, 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 no. You still had ownership questions. You had front office questions. You even thought Fonz wasn't maximizing his talent, right? And yeah, Q- you had quarterback questions. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Scott Mitchell to Kramer to Rodney Pete to whoever could throw yeah. the most interceptions. <laughs> right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at everything they've done. Just the oh, of, it's of amazing. Brad drafting the last two years, the, the guys that he's brought in on the draft, the hits that he's made. Um, St. Brown jumps out, obviously, in the fourth round. You look at, 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 what, four or five guys that were key contributors last year on defense. They're going to be so much better. And then being able to get grab some of the free agents that they did, I just – you got to feel really confident in Brad's ability to identify talent. And then you give, you know, the coaching staff and Dan Campbell a lot of credit for developing the guys, too. It's one thing to bring them in, but then to fit them into your scheme, develop them. You look at that defense the second half of the season and, and those young guys and how they contributed. Look, that, that that's a credit to Dan Campbell and his staff in developing guys. So, um, look, Sheila Ford Hamp is, is, is providing everything that, that Brad and Dan need um, from a financial standpoint, um, upgrades and facilities and fields and everything else. So all the way around, you've got to be happy about where this thing is trending and you've got to feel really good about what's happening in the NFC North and the potential to, to win that division and host the playoff game. Uh, it's pretty exciting. It's certainly the most excited I've been since covering the for 12 years. All right. Hey, Timmy, uh, we got to run. Thank you so much for your time, my man. There's the aliens communicating to me. This is like close encounters of the fifth kind. <laughs>